Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness podcast. I'm your host Ant and once again you join me here on location in the beautiful new forest near my home in the UK. And this is the next instalment of my coronavirus musings. And um, what I want to talk about today relates to um, a film that I watched uh, last night, a TV film called The Day After. So I'll give you a brief um, synopsis of the film, so major spoiler alert. Um, so the film is based um, in and around Kansas City in the United States. Uh, it dates back to 1983, and it's the story um, of a um, nuclear attack uh, which took place at the height of the Cold War. So the background to the film is uh, rising tensions between the Soviet Union and the West um, in and around um, East Berlin and the Berlin Wall. So many of the characters, uh, the leading characters, are becoming more and more fearful because all the news is about the likelihood of impending doom from uh, a nuclear attack from the Soviet Union. And also, in the light of that, there's lots of special news reports on the main TV networks uh, as I say, most of the TV characters are constantly checking the TV news and many people, um, many of the characters in dialogue with one another, all they're talking about is this uh, news from um, Germany, from East Germany. And uh, there's isolated um, kind of military attacks uh, uh, on the border as well of East and West Germany. And there's this sense in which there's an impending doom uh, catastrophe coming. So that's the first half of the film. The second half of the film is basically what, what happens after the nuclear strike. But what I want to focus on is the first half of the film and how it relates to this idea as the title of this uh, particular episode um, states, the waiting game. There was this sense in which um, the uh, population of Kansas, the city itself and the outlying areas in the United States were expecting something major, something really big to happen. And that's why they were constantly checking the news. Obviously, they had no internet back in the early 80s. Um, so there was, yeah, this, this idea in which they had to keep up with the latest developments. They, you know, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't miss out. And some people were beginning to flip out because they thought, well, if a nuclear strike happens on the city and outlying areas, there's absolutely nothing we can do. And what it struck me whilst watching this, obviously I'll put a link in the description so you can check out the film for yourselves. What, what struck me most whilst watching this in relationship to what's happening now with all the events around the coronavirus uh, pandemic or plandemic, if you prefer, is this idea of waiting for something to happen. And it's, it's quite an unsettling feeling because... Many people have said before the end of 2020, there's going to be another mass uh, event or happening that's going to put uh, the coronavirus uh, into the shadow and it's going to really uh, wake people up, so to speak. So some people are speaking of a potential asteroid hitting, uh, maybe an electromagnetic pulse, an EMP, which would obviously knock out all the electronics, the internet would go down or a, corona, a mass coronal ejection from the sun, which would uh, again knock out all electronics and um, all of the satellites in the atmosphere as well. 
There's also some people who believe that there's going to be uh, on the winter solstice on the 21st of December that there's going to be um, the aliens are going to finally reveal themselves and the sky is going to be full of alien crafts and the chosen ones, so to speak, are going to elevate uh, and they're going to um, fly off into these spaceships and the rest of us are just going to probably die in a fiery holocaust. And there's many other suggestions around the fact, as we've covered before in Discerning Consciousness, that there might be riots, uh, food shortages, um, also that there could be, you know, there could be a, a World War Three, as I've spoken about, a World War Three type scenario, or at least regional conflicts situation in in the in the Middle East could escalate. So, it 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 mirrors um, what was happening in this film, and um, I'm sure I'm not alone in uh, being the type of person that constantly I'm seeking news about what's happening with regards to the coronavirus. I'm seeking uh, the latest update in terms of are more cities or towns in uh, the UK, are they going to be put in into into localised lockdown? Uh, many people online on my Facebook uh, feed are predicting that come September, October, there'll be a second lockdown. And what's that going to look like? What's that going to do to the economy? So there's all this, there's all these um, predictions, there's all these ideas about what may or may not happen. And I'm finding it, like um, the residents of Kansas in the film The Day After, it's an extremely unsettling uh, period because you don't know, you don't know what to do for the future. It's very difficult to plan for the future. It's very difficult to make major life decisions around uh, perhaps moving your family to uh, to a new new area locally or uh, perhaps moving into a new career or changing work or maybe you, you know you're thinking of ending a relationship and trying to start a new one all these major life decisions that that we're all faced with throughout life it, you, you might be the death of a relative or the end of a relationship and all of these things which are hard enough in so-called normal times but during times like these, when everything is so unsettled since the coronavirus pandemic hit the world, it does, I feel like, as I say, I can't be the only one, I feel like my head is in a complete spin. Every day I wake up and I just don't know what to do for the best. It does make planning really extremely, extremely difficult. And um, like like the residents of Kansas in the, in the film, as I was saying, you just you just don't know what to do for the best because normal life has has ceased to be um there is no no normal anymore and and um it is it is extremely unsettling now what i've found is to try and to try and counteract these feelings of being unsettled and just not knowing what to do for the best i i've up to my meditation practice and now i'm uh, meditating uh, at least twice a day so uh, after I get up in the morning and before I go to bed at night and I am finding um, that that helps another thing that I'm finding uh, helps is taking time away from social media because I've noticed in recent months really since um, the coronavirus pandemic took hold in in March I'm I'm using Facebook 
or my Facebook timeline, I should say, as my main news interface, my, my main way in which I keep up to date with all things coronavirus related. And I was getting into a situation whereby uh, I was getting quite addicted uh, and, um, you know, it was it was catching up with me and I wasn't realising the degree to which my evenings were centering around um, just uh, spending three or four hours from about eight o'clock at night on Facebook, scrolling, scrolling through Facebook on my laptop, trying to find that, you know, that killer piece of information that's going to tell me what's likely to happen. Because it is really difficult sitting with doubt uh, and uncertainty isn't it is an extremely thing to do as a human being because um the human organism we need we need some element of certainty otherwise life becomes extremely difficult because we we find that we're constantly living in a fear state and as we know uh, the acronym for fear is future events appearing real and that can take a it can take a, a great toll on our health now, none of us know what's going to happen. And it could well be that for all those of a spiritual inclination on the dozens of YouTube channels and websites who are saying, you know, there's this shift to the 5D that is happening, as I've spoke about, as I've spoken about um, on discerning consciousness and what that might look like uh, with Heather Heaton in an episode. But some, you know, are saying quite dramatic things about what that might actually mean. Not just a, not just a shift or an opening of the heart chakra, that you know there could be uh, calamities around that as well. And as I say, there are other YouTube channels that are predicting uh, an asteroid hitting Earth, and as I said before, potentially uh, an EMP, uh, electromagnetic pulse hitting Earth, or even that the uh, the poles could shift, although they are, the North and South Pole, they are already shifting, but there could be a, a kind of point of no return, if you if you like, and that could have a, a mass effect. There could also be a, a huge um, increase in uh, activity around uh, earthquakes or, volca or volcanoes, volcanoes, I can't get my words out. So that could also happen. But at its core, um, as I said in my episode, uh, Beware the False Prophets, we do not know what is going to happen. And I've, in, recent weeks, I, in recent weeks, I've been fixated on this idea that there's a big event before the end of the year that is going to happen. And I've convinced myself you know, that this event is going to happen. And it's going to, it's going to change humanity in ways that we never thought possible. The ironic thing about, uh, again, relating it to the day after the film that I initially uh, started speaking about, that was in relationship to rising tensions between the Soviet Union and the West at the height of the Cold War. Now, one thing that many people, that very few people are talking about, is the likelihood uh, of a nuclear exchange. Of course, that would be hideous in and of itself. As I say, um, the fear that was amongst the population of Kansas City and the outlying area was um, just the same that a lot of people, such as myself, this fear that we have now around an event that may or may not happen. 
And as I said, other than meditating, what I'm trying to do to help myself through this period is just to let go, completely let go of being attached to an outcome or being attached to an event or an an eventuality that may or may not happen. Because at the end of the day, we have no control. We have absolutely no control. All we control is our level of consciousness. Now, I'm someone that constantly, since my days when I lost myself into the world of conspiracy research, back around about 2005, 2006, or when I started that process, it's constantly that need to know, I need to know, I need to know what is really, really happening. So this is um, quite an extreme test for me, as it probably is for a lot of you guys as well, for intelligent, spiritually minded people who seek wisdom and truth beyond all the lies spouted by the mainstream media and politicians and our so-called scientists and medical experts, there is a real strong pull to discover what is the truth. What is the destiny for humanity? Again, many people have said that 2020, 2020 vision, the year of clear sight, the year of plain sight, could go down as the most significant year in human history. Now that again, that really does stoke up and pump the fear, doesn't it? Because you think, well, my God, what is going to happen? And as I say, many people are predicting an event that is going gonna, is gonna to put um, the whole uh, measures that government have taken in terms of social distancing and extreme measures around lockdown which have really taken a sinister turn in in Melbourne, where they've actually got nighttime curfews as well, is all of that just going to be placed into the shadows? And are we going to think, my God, there there was all of us worrying about the enforced wearing of masks in public places, having to live in a society with lockdowns, having to live in a world in which our businesses might fail, having to live in a world where our career path might completely be destroyed if we work in areas like hotel and the hospitality industry. But we just don't know. So as I said, that is a real test. So much of the coronavirus pandemic has placed us into this area where we're being, we're being tested. It really is touching upon our pressure points. And I know it is difficult for me to personally to limit my time on Facebook. And one thing that I've done to help me um, limit my time, to help me move away and return to more wholesome activities like um, uh, getting back to my drumming and, and, and reading more, is realising that a lot of the stories that we see on, timeline, on, on our Facebook timelines, we don't know uh, the degree to which what we're seeing is contrived, is contrived by special uh specially designed algorithms which are limiting our access to news stories or to things that are being shared that actually are quite near the truth of what's happening so what we're seeing i guess what i'm saying is what we're seeing is uh an extremely uh filtered version even of facebook 
and it's worth bearing that in mind because I know I keep I keep harking on this point but it's important to make that that we don't know we don't know what's going to happen and don't don't just um, rely on Facebook to tell you or your or your Facebook friends for what for what might be happening just immerse yourself more in your own create creative pursuits and also just immerse yourself in your own um, in your own meditation practices because ultimately that's where through creativity and your own meditation practices excuse the wind whipping up here it's been quite changeable here today through your own creative pursuits and meditations that's where where you'll have your own inner knowings and your own uh, realizations so I think I'll round, round, round things up here. So do ch check out the film um, The Day After. Um, it was originally a TV film and not a movie. It's very well done, actually. And you'll enjoy it because it relates to a lot of what's going on uh, with regards to the coronavirus. So, as I said, uh, I'll put a link in the description uh, and you can check it out for yourselves. So... Thank you for um, listening to today's episode. Um, I hope you've um, I hope you've enjoyed my exploration of this idea of the test that we're having in terms of waiting for this event that may or may not uh, happen. Uh, so please do share this episode um, if you have enjoyed it. Share it on your own social media platforms. Also, in terms of discerning consciousness, I also appeared on a show recently. Uh, with a YouTuber called Nicola Russell. We had a great discussion on many different things. Um, so you can check that out. I'll put a link into the description. Also, if you want to follow me on Facebook, my name is Ant Insuli. My second name is spelled I-N-S-U-L-I. So you can follow me on Facebook. Also, I'm on Twitter, uh, and that's at um, discerningcons3, and that's the number three. And you can also follow me on Instagram at coolants72, uh, and that's the figure 72. So uh, I'll just leave you with these wise words once again. Remember, folks, if you're not in control of your consciousness, then someone else is. Bye for now.